let's take another trip down memory lane. Today is Monday, September 12th. I can't get this to go. Doc, what in the world can can I take for this? If this is episode 179 of the Barnhart Podcast, and it's September 12th. Doc, what in the world? I got this cough. How do I make it go away? How do you get, how do you get that think, lung back inside of your chest? That was, that was a good that one. That was beautiful. The, the lung physiotherapists out there are just like, dude, that was a good one. Good cough. Uh, well, I... You know, first of all, I, I want to make sure that you're double boosted because, <laughs> you know, that sounds like a bad cough. You could you could get the cover for the fourth time. Yeah, the, the only thing I'm doubled up on is is uh, I, I was joking about the, the two drink minimum tonight before we started recording. And, and I had my water and my sparkling water and a little bit, a little bit of Malbec. But other than that, I'm, I'm good to go. <laughs> Actually, I did I did re-up, take my booster on ivermectin today. So I am I am up to speed on that one. Outstanding. Outstanding. Nice. So who all's with us? Let's see. We've got Dr. B. B's checked in. Nurse Claire, darling, are you there? I am here. Thank you Hello. for having me. Such a oh. good time always. Your, your, your adoring public demands, both of you, both of you. And these are always uh, very vigorously listened to episodes whenever you two come on. And I'm hoping that we can help you at least with a little catharsis. I know that you guys have some good information that you want to share, but I also hope that this is cathartic for you. And it's just, it makes you feel better to get these things off your chest and get them out into the public and where hopefully the information can help people. So thanks for coming. Amen. Yeah, yeah, it's good to be back. It's been a long time. It has. Uh, it am has. I coming through clear? Can you guys hear me? Is there any kind of delay or anything? You, you, there's no delay. Kind of you, a... you had a little bit of chop um, a few seconds ago, but you sound good to me right now. Every once in a while, you get get a little bit of a Cylon effect because the the your your Wi-Fi situation there. But other than that, it makes for some cool audio effects. Okay. So just we can roll with it. Sweet. Exactly, it's very I mean, Battlestar Galactica. I'm in my, I'm in my bunker. Yeah. If anyone's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I'm, I'm in my bunker in the mountains. Um, but yeah, no, it's good to be, to be back and talk to you guys. Well, Dr. Beep, do you want to start? What's, um, what's going on with you and what's new? What are you seeing? I mean, we can't get any of this information from the news or from any scientific organization or pharmaceutical organization. So you please tell us what the hell's going on. Well, that's a good question. So, uh, I'm in a much better place. Uh, I guess culturally than I was probably the last time we talked. I don't even remember, but I'm completely out of mainstream medicine now. Uh, I have started my own private practice uh, kind of with some other dudes, some chiropractors and some other sort of, I guess you'd say alternative medicine type folks. Um, really loving that. And I'm actually getting to help people and I get to do what I want to do. And if what I want to do doesn't work, I can try something else. And um, I'm under no pressure from anybody. Uh, I do some things here and there that I think I have to kind of be careful with from the FDA and the medical board and stuff. Nothing illegal or unethical, but um, they're definitely looking. Uh, they're looking for people that are effectively treating all of this. Yeah. Um, there's there's things out there that I that I've used and that I know other people have used that have come on their radar and now they've come out and specifically targeted things. There's like specific peptides that people have used um, that are being targeted 
outdated and that they're trying to get people in trouble for using. So we're all out here just kind of being a little cautious about what we, we say too loud. Uh, but I'm mm-hmm. doing great. I'm really loving it. Um, seeing a lot of vaccine injured people, unfortunately. Um, and one of the things I want to talk about tonight is kind of putting out there into the air, uh, getting people aware of maybe some things that might work for them if they're in that crowd that are vaccine injured and potentially uh, folks that are also dealing with kind of the, that long COVID or who knows what the heck, you know, we've been poisoned with. Um, but yeah, so maybe talk about. Well, I mean, we'll preface that we'll preface that with the with kind of the mini rant that I started with in the in the warm up before we started recording. I'm I mean, I'm sure everyone is now absolutely leaning forward, listening, saying, oh, man, this is going to be good and it is going to be good. But I want to preface your remarks and the information that you have to share by reiterating reiterating to people that this is real life. This is not an episode of Star Trek. You cannot go intentionally inject yourself with poison and then think that Dr. Beep is going to be able to miraculously cure you of the heart damage, of the absolutely bizarre rubber clotting, of, you know, whatever whatever side effect that you get from this poison the sterility whatever it is you can't think that there's some miraculous wonder drug that you just yeah yeah i'll go i'll go get the injection so i can keep my job and then i'll go i'll I'll go tell dr beep okay you have to bail me out of this now or the other example of this is taking these um these new drugs that that pfizer in particular is trying to push on everybody paxlovid being being the most recent one and that that stuff just burns your kidneys out patients that come in on that yeah and they come in and they're they're not better it didn't help they come in and they're not better you know, they've mm-hmm. been told by their primary care doctor to go get Paxlovid or here's a prescription, whatever. And they're not better. They feel like garbage. And now who knows what they've put in themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just know. I mean, the, literally the mainstream medical journals have just come out. They just published a big thing that says Paxlovid is basically worthless for 99% of the population. But yep. they're still pushing it, of course. Of uh, course. But yeah, to your point, there is no there is no magical pill. Um, we're, there's kind of a loose network of... I want to, we, we are the intellectual dark web. No, these, <laughs> there's a, there's kind of this loose, this loose network. Okay. Of that's the cold and, open and, right there. That's the cold open super nerd. <laughs> Write it down in timestamp. <laughs> Go oh ahead. Oh boy. Uh, there, so there's this sort of loose network of us out here that are, you know, more or less in this alternative world who have seen the writing on the wall and we're just trying different things uh, you know we'll kind of talk to each other hey i'm, I'm seeing this or I, mm-hmm. you know i've a patient came to me and said that this helped their brother and they're asking for it and so we're playing around and there's scientific basis for some of it some of it's very theoretical some of it it's just like hey i don't know let's try red light therapy and it whatever it seems to help some people um i've been trying hyperbaric therapy we have i'm very fortunate to work in a place that has a hyperbaric uh chamber there's just all these little things out there that seem to help for some people and some folks i i try this little uh, algorithm that i'm using and it doesn't seem to do a whole lot um I'm, i am using the low dose naltrexone to good effect in a lot of folks but again it's not a magic pill you don't come in with you know i'm seeing just horrible stuff like 
almost a year of head to toe hives, you know, uh, life altering stuff. Like I got the shot and a few months later I ended up with this rare bone dysplasia thing or a weird bone marrow cancer or whatever, all these weird things. And you know, I'm not going to give you low dose naltrexone and, and fix that. There's no, we can help, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm an osteopath. And so I've kind of taken this, like the body can figure this out. We just have to give it what it needs and remove barriers. And so I've actually been doing a lot of osteopathic manual therapy, you know, helping with lymphatic flow and, um, different, like trying to open up the body's, uh, lymph system so it can actually move these toxins um so different things like that that we're trying but yeah there's there's no quick fix and i have you know i've had people come in after four weeks of different therapies and like well i maybe feel a little better and i'm like dude that's that's amazing a little bit better when you've been miserable for the last eight months um we're heading in the right direction but like you said you put uh, an amazing dose of some kind of poison that a lot of us don't know exactly what's in there. Exactly. No one knows what it is. We're trying to do science without without the data. I mean, you don't even know what you're dealing exactly. with. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And 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 so people, you know, they I think they don't appreciate the fact they think that there are laboratories somewhere that's working on this. And I think what people don't appreciate is is that is not the case at all. There is not one major pharmaceutical company on this planet that is working on on trying to figure this out because they're all in on the plot. They want they all want in on it. They yep. all want in on being being able to They're, they're unload. just developing more poison. <laughs> they're developing more poison. They're looking at their inventories of for example failed chemotherapy drugs, which is I believe what Run Death is near was. It was a failed chemo drug if I'm not mistaken. I think AZT was a failed chemo drug that that Fauci used to poison all the sodomites back in the 80s and 90s. They're looking through their inventories and seeing what failed drugs they have and just seeing if they can turn a failed drug into a multi, multi, multi billion dollar profit by just lying through their teeth and saying, here, take this, this will help against, against the corona. It's all nonsense. There is no science being done. The only science being done, and I'm, I am typing this phrase a lot to people as I'm replying to emails is, flying by the seat of our pants people are sending me emails and demanding that i that i put up you know down to the to the milliliter what what would my dose be of ivermectin down to the milliliter like well and you you changed because a year ago it was you there's a blog post that says it was this many milliliters and now you're saying it's this many milliliters and i'm just going off what the flccc says and trying to help people do the the mathematical conversions and they're like well well what is it okay guys do you not understand we're i mean i'm i'm nobody i'm an unlettered lay nothing dr beep is an osteopath out here in flyover country somewhere and that that's the science that's being done that's it there's there's nobody in a pfizer lab anyone anywhere working on any of this and i think people don't understand that no there's nobody with any grant money or anything and and it's worse than that 
the people in charge, the folks that would be working on it, won't even ad- admit that there's a problem. They, the people yeah. that I talk to, you know, they they come in, you know, the day after I got my vaccine, I couldn't move my left leg, or two weeks after I got my vaccine, I started getting hives all over my body, and I've been itching and covered in red splotchy mess my entire the last like year. Uh, things like this, and their doctors, and I say, well, what, what does your doctor say? Your PCP. Because I refuse to be a primary care doctor. Um, and I say, what does your PCP or your oncologist or your dermatologist, what do they say? Oh, it's completely unrelated. It's X, Y, or Z random thing that just happened to happen. So there's there's that part where we won't even admit that there's a problem. So there's right. no one working on the problem, even if they could be uh, persuaded to do so. But mm-hmm. those of us that are trying, you know, this loose network out there, you know, these these just men out yelling into the into the clouds out here like myself we are being actively suppressed i have to be extremely careful what i talk about Uh, i can't advertise you know there's no oh dr beep has his billboard on uh, highway whatever advertising that he's got a cure for for the COVID shot you you can't say that you've cured anything and i'm very careful about saying what i'm even treating in my notes i'm just like hey He's got a weird rash, mm-hmm. and he also had the shot uh, around the same time. And we're gonna try X, Y, and Z. And it's it's this way everywhere. I I went to, and here it is. You know, it's it's weird. I feel you know like the like I'm living in a Soviet country because I'm I'm reluctant to even put out information you are, that I know would probably you are help people. Living in a Soviet country, yeah, Soviet country. absolutely, you are. <laughs> dude, absolutely. But I I went to a little seminar with a doctor. Uh, out west um and if i talk to him uh and see if he's comfortable with me putting his name out there i'll probably do that in a future podcast but this dude is straight up curing people of all kinds of crazy stuff with his with his protocol and i've instituted some of it uh and it's not all for covid vaccine stuff uh but he's he's helping people he's not hurting anyone he's helping people and he has gotten cease and desist letters and all these things from the medical board saying he's he's in trouble and all this stuff just because he's helping people. He's not making billions of dollars. He's not coercing anyone. He's not forcing anyone. No one's losing their job for going to him and getting some pills and some X, Y, and Z therapy. But yet, even on this podcast, I feel like I, I don't have his permission, obviously, to say his name on air, so I won't. But yeah, it's, it, that's what's going on. We're all out here kind of keeping our head down, but also trying to get the word out. Um, and so it's, it's such a strange, strange world. Well, that brings up a really good point about ivermectin is that I'll get emails from people and they'll say, I categorically refuse to take any livestock pharmaceutical product. I refuse to do that. And I'm like, do you understand that if you go to your doctor and he gives you, and he writes you a prescription for ivermectin, that could possibly lead to his license being pulled. They're doing that to people. They, they were doing oh, yeah. it in California. You're, you're saying that you would rather put your doctor's entire career at risk than go buy and take a product that you can walk in to the farm supply store, take it off the shelf, go up to the counter, pay cash for it, walk out the door, but you won't take it because the label on it 
It's exactly the same molecule. It's exactly the same ivermectin, but you won't take it because there's a picture of a bovine or a picture of a swine or a picture of a horse on it. Are, are, seriously? Seriously. The, I've had, the, I've had this in consideration. <laughs> yeah. So my, yeah. my question for those people, if, you're, if your dog is stung by a bee and you call the vet and they tell you to give your dog a Benadryl tablet, do you do you refuse because that's for humans? Yeah. Well, dogs are people too. <laughs> but it, I mean, and that's what we're saying. It, not we're not saying dogs are people, but we're saying this. It's it's the equivalent. It is chemically the same drug. Yeah, it's the molecule is the molecule, folks. I mean, it's there. It isn't. Frankly, the livestock stuff. I trust that more now because A, they've declared war on ivermectin. So if you buy pills, how do I know? How do I know that the government hasn't gone in and said, look, you're going to make those, those are going to be placebos. Those are going to be completely inert. You're going to package and sell it as ivermectin, but you're not selling ivermectin. I don't trust the government wouldn't do that at this point. At the and same point, though, are, do you also trust the government not to order all the pharmaceutical or, or the um the bovine pharmaceutical supply companies to spike the the um, ivermectin with the what's the super version that has like the the fluke worm treatment in it as well. Oh, I, the I chlor, the chlorcylon, which that mean that, I don't think chlorcylon will will hurt you. That's that's not. I don't think it's toxic or anything. It's just that you don't have liver flukes and you don't need to be paying extra because it's always it's the the liver fluke additive. It's usually labeled as, you know, Ivomec gold or Ivomec plus or something like that. You know, you don't you don't need that. But do we really expect that they won't force some kind of addition that's fine for cows and, and swine, but not so good for humans? Well, go go stock up now. Go do it now. Um I don't know. I don't know that there are enough of us doing it. Um, I think that there would be enough of a backlash because the livestock producers would be able to tell right away if it wasn't working. And um, the other thing is, is we right now, I can tell you the three ingredients that are in the livestock injectable. I've got it posted on my website. You know what the what the other two preservatives are, and they're they're very commonly used preservatives that you that are in like ice cream and and other things so it's not like this is there any anything exotic you can look up these preservatives and you say okay i see exactly what this is so i'm getting preservative number one preservative number two and ivermectin one percent that's what i'm getting 10 milligrams per milliliter okay I don't know what I'm getting in a pill. I don't trust any of them. And I'm sure as heck not going to put any doctor at risk. So, I mean, that's dismount soapbox. Nurse Claire, what do you think? I agree completely. And then getting back to some of the comments Dr. Beep was making, um, people do need to be aware that the persecution of these physicians is absolutely real. Dr. Paul Merrick, who's one of the founders of the FLCCC, I knew who this gentleman was way before COVID because he had pioneered um, using vitamin C, IV vitamin C to treat patients, ICU patients with sepsis who were very near death and his outcomes were tremendous. Um, I knew who he was because of that. In fact, I even said to my husband years ago, if I'm ever septic, I want you to look this guy up and get his protocol. And when COVID happened, he was successfully treating patients in the very early days of COVID. 
until his hospital came to him and said, you have to stop. We've been given this protocol by the CDC that uses remdesivir and this is what you need to do. And they tied his hands and he fought them and he founded the FLCCC. Not only has that man who's who is older, I mean, he's got to be close to retirement age. He's had an illustrious career, world famous physician, one of the most published critical care doctors in the world. Um, not only was he fired from that hospital, but this past, I think, June, the state of Virginia stripped him of his medical license. Yep. And they're they're targeting these physicians like you would not believe. So the persecution is very, very real, very real. Um, Dr. Beep is certainly on the front lines now. You could call him a frontliner um, because the hospitals are essentially empty. We don't really have COVID patients. I'm not seeing what I saw a year ago. He's now the one on the front lines dealing with the fallout of this. Although I do see a lot of patients with vaccine injuries. I'm aware of a 10-year-old girl who's just been listed for a heart transplant. Um, she had two doses of the Pfizer vaccine, but subsequently developed COVID. And her heart failure, her myocarditis is being blamed on a COVID infection, um, which I think is, we, ha we know the mechanism of action of how the vaccine is causing myocarditis and, and cardiomyopathy and heart failure. We know that. So in my opinion, it's most likely related to the vaccine, but still no one wants to ask the question, if she was vaccinated, why did she end up getting COVID in the first place? Um, the denial is as thick as it gets. Yeah. Um, I, I still work with physicians who refuse to, to draw any relation of a patient's um, pathology to the vaccine. In fact, I, I, I work with physicians who are vaccine injured and don't even want to admit it. I work with a surgeon who, after getting vaccinated, had a huge pulmonary embolism that nearly killed him. And he denies any causation related to the vaccine. His excuse is, well, when I, got, when I got my pulmonary embolism, my wife had tested positive for COVID and I, was prob I probably had an asymptomatic infection. Um, so this is the level of thinking that's going on out there. So well, what doctors, it is is COVIDism is now it's a religion. I've been saying this since the beginning. It is the mm -hmm. largest suicide. It's the largest suicide cult in the world. And I'm not being I'm not being facetious when I say this. It is now a larger suicide cult than Islam is. People people will commit suicide in service to this thing. They will go and repeatedly have themselves injected with poison, never mind the child sacrifice. They'll have their children injected with poison. But the thought that there are so many people who are so ideologically bound to this religious cult that they will literally destroy their own bodies and their own health in fealty and service to it is legit terrifying. They walk among us. We say, oh, is we were, I mean, the anniversary of 9-11 was yesterday, you know, and we're all coming off of that. And every, when that happened, everybody looked, man, these Muslims committing suicide, doing all this, man, look at your neighbors. Look at, look at Boomer Karen next door to you yep. in the cul-de-sac because she is every bit as suicidally ideologically bound to COVIDism as the Musloid suicide bomber is to Islam. 
Absolutely. I, yeah. I, I mean, what more is there left to say? Yeah, my, my wife is on Facebook, and I'm, I'm not on Facebook. I haven't been on Facebook in like over a decade and a half, I think. Mm-hmm. But she's a, a member of some, some groups on there that I won't say the names of. But um, some of them are physicians, like phys- female physicians especially, and they are out of their minds. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had COVID four times. I've been double, triple, quadruple vaxxed. My kids are all double vaxxed. I, I just tested positive again, and I'm super sick, even though I just got my booster. I'm wearing double masks while I breastfeed my child. Um, you know, should I get another vaccine to help because I'm pregnant? Like, it's like this. It's like, are you out of your mind? And they are. They're out of their mind. <laughs> it's totally I, I'm seeing the same thing. I mean, people at work, vaxxed, boosted, sick with COVID, and I mean really sick with COVID, that they can't come to work sick with COVID. And it somehow translates to, well, I guess I need another booster. Not Mm -hmm. this thing is a piece of crap. We've been Mm -hmm. lied to. Like that thought never occurs to them. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, COVIDism is absolutely real and it is a religion, you're right. It's it's crazy because I, I, I see these people, you know, where I work, uh, we're all sort of independent contractors, but we work in the same place. None of us are vaccinated. None of us have worn masks basically this whole time. None of us really have had much COVID in the entire office at all. Like every now mm-hmm. and then someone will say, hey, you know, I, I was exposed, but I haven't been sick. We've been getting COVID positive patients come in. We give them IV infusions and, and treat them in, with different modalities. None of us have gotten COVID. Yeah. But in other places, like at the hospital, where almost everyone has been jabbed repeatedly, they're all out sick with COVID constantly. Yep. And it almost always is like two weeks after their booster, their most recent booster. I was just about to point that out. And they can't make the connection. You can plot it out on a graph. Every time a booster rolls out, every time another group of people you know babies and toddlers whatever every time another group of people is vaccinated or another booster is is rolled out there is an outbreak of sickness and no one no one can see that i i it, the blindness i i hate to sound like a harpy like i'm just beating a dead horse but the blindness is so stunning to me and shocking that here we are two plus years into this and I still continue to be shocked. Did um, Dr. Beep, was it you that put the link in the chat group about um, people, there's a shockingly high and ever escalating percentage of the population that for whatever reason, and I suspect the reason is probably television and phones and and that kind of thing, but people who have no interior monologue, and so no matter how much information you put in front of people today, because they are not, they literally, when they're not being stimulated by something, um, like television or a phone or a device or, or being directly stimulated by something, th- there's no interior monologue. They don't think. It's just 
their minds are just a blank. So when you present people with all this information, all this argumentation, it doesn't ever sink in because they never think about it to themselves. And apparently this has always been a small, a very small percentage of the population, but now it's apparently going through the roof that people are just zombies unless the television is telling them what to think. Was that you? Was that your link? Yeah, there's, yeah, I, I think I, I think I shared that. It, it's a pretty wild thing there, you know, the whole uh, non-player character, the NPC meme mm -hmm. of just like the gray faced person that just like repeats whatever they're told. That's a real thing. These people exist. They're out there. I had no idea this was a thing, but apparently it is a total lack of inner monologue. And not only that, and I can't remember the, the name, the technical term, but there's also that kind of goes along with it as an inability to formulate images in your head. So they can't, you know, conceptualize an idea, idea in their brain. So you, wow. you can like lay out this sort of logical argument using um, what's, you know, sort of a visual guide mm -hmm. to, to work through the logic and they literally cannot grasp it because they can't visualize things in their head unless they're literally looking at the thing physically like you mm -hmm. said like being stimulated by external stimuli there's nothing in there they're they're silent you know they have no discussion with themselves uh, which is why when you get into an argument with them like you'll see on tv or on online you know, someone will be arguing with one of these types and they just repeat a mantra, you know, yeah, black lives matter, you know, whatever it is. It's because it's all safe they've got. and effective. The vaccine safe and effective. Safe and effective. Yeah. 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 Yep. That's all they've got. They're very easily imprinted. Wow. It's it's very it's very strange because it's it's also esoteric. If you look at a lot of ancient religions. And I don't want to get too crazy here, but it, oh, maybe go ahead. there's something to it. <laughs> if, if you look at a lot of ancient religions, like a lot of the Indo-European religions um, that are kind of the basis of, of most of the Western and Indian, uh, I guess, religions, the, there was a, there were, they always sing, singled out a part of the population as being basically soulless. Like these, mm -hmm. there are people that exist in our society that essentially don't have an inner monologue and they don't have a soul. Like these people are not. <laughs> what did you do say, super nerd? What did you say? <laughs> like like redheads. Red oh, like redheads. Redheads red heads do have a soul. <laughs> uh, Got to set up a boxing match with that guy. Uh, speaking of Gavin McKinnon, no, uh, we'll, we'll get oh, to that. Oh, um, yeah, we'll get oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, so, you know, I, this comes to mind. You know, and I think some of these, these ancient, uh, uh, you know, stuff, they basically mark these as uh, you won't be reincarnated. There's no salvation for you. <laughs> So they must have dealt with these morons back then too, and just been like, no, no, you're gone. When you die, nothing happens. You know. Well, we we just need to clarify that, here at I the can Barnhart see where podcast they were from. that we see we can see how this mistake could have been made, but it is a theological error of the most profound kind that every human being that is conceived is ensouled, and there's no such thing as a soulless person. However, I think that it is absolutely true that probably maybe a small percent are, are, for lack of a better word, kind of born without this interior monologue going on. But I think a lot of what it is today is devices, that it's been enculturated, um, it's in the schools, that there's, there's just no independent thought. And then if a person 
doesn't get started probably at a young age, you know, having having this interior monologue and constantly talking to yourself. I mean, that's that is a very, very good thing to be constantly talking to yourself. Um, that's how that's how you think speculatively. It's it's how you, you know, come to conclusions and 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 process the world around you. Talking to yourself is is very, very huge. Um, but I think there's a lot of people who legit don't do it. And as you were saying that about, you know, these Eastern religions and so forth, that a lot of them, and Nurse Claire brought up, you know, these mantras, um, that there is this movement today, um, sometimes among, among Catholics even, which, you know, <laughs> nobody can screw things up like a Novus Ordo Catholic these days, but this, the use of mantras and chanting and things like that have always seemed to me to be very, very creepy. And these weird forms of like Eastern mystic um, meditation. Centering um, prayers. Centering, thank you. I was trying to come up with that. Centering prayers and all that. Folks, that's that's no good. And I think that should all be rejected and avoided. And I think you need to have an interior monologue. Your brain needs to go. Um, yes, at a certain point, you need to take that and focus it, and you're actually talking to God. Um, that's called prayer. It's not, don't delude yourself into thinking that just your interior monologue constitutes prayer. So I can just go sit in a church and sit there and just have my interior monologue running and say, well, I just prayed. Well, no, I didn't. I sat in the church and before our Lord in the tabernacle and I sat there and thought, yeah, yeah sure, you could, you can absolutely do that. But don't, don't delude yourself into thinking that you prayed. If you're praying, you're, you're talking to him. You're praying the rosary. You're talking to him directly and personally. Um, don't, don't confuse the two because if you conflate your interior monologue with prayer, then you're, you're essentially kind of arguing that you're, that you're worshiping yourself in a certain sense. So just, just be wary of all that. And you know, we've got this 2000 year old church that has one or two people in the history of it who had a thing or two to say about things like this and i would encourage you all to avail yourself of that and and oddly enough most of the most of the good and sound stuff was written before 1962 so you know just a little just a little bit of advice there it's a 4000 year old church but i want to get to something else you mentioned talking about people who lack the inner, mono, inner monologue there's also the aspect of people who don't have the tools to even conduct that inner monologue and I don't know if you've ever read the book by Charlotte Iserby, The Deliberate Dumbing Down of America. And this is this was written, I think, in the 90s before because you mentioned devices as being the culprit of, of people not being able to conduct a, a, an inner monologue. Mm -hmm. I think people have been so dumbed down, they aren't capable of it anymore. And I mentioned uh, the book by Charlotte Iserby, but another good one is Amusing Ourselves to Death. And mm, the author mm -hmm. escapes me at the moment. I'll put the link to both in, in the show notes. Yeah. And and. Um, it's it was the idea that TV would be such a detriment to the ability of the human mind to concentrate on anything that um, the in the preface the author mentioned uh, or had the, had the discussion of who who had the who was right in terms of what we had to fear about the future was it Orwell with 1984 or was it Aldous Huxley with a Brave New World and and his his conclusion was that it was Huxley. Because we would we wouldn't be tyrannized into not being allowed to know the truth, we would be over pleasurized into not caring what the truth is. Yes, yes. 
exactly. I mean, there's there's a shocking percentage of the population that it seems to me, and even people that you would argue by superficial observation of them have pretty high IQs who, you know, it, it just doesn't matter as long as a new season of The Mandalorian or something is coming out, you know? I mean... Oh, The Mandalorian it, sucks. They screwed up Star Wars. Uh, a better uh, example <laughs> right now, a better example right now is Cobra Kai because it just dropped last week and I haven't looked at it yet. Oh dear, super nerd in his TV, man, man. Or, or whatever whatever the, whatever the TV show du jour is, you know? Um, and I mean, what was the, which, what one of the streaming platforms had the, the pedophilic show about the little girl strippers? It's been- That was Netflix. Uh, it was at Netflix. Okay. Um, isn't it funny how, you know, there's outrage and everybody's hair's on fire for like two weeks and then, oh, well, I had to get back on net, on Netflix because, you know, my new TV show season dropped. So, you know, you know, I mean, yeah, we, we hate the, we hate the, the kitty pedophile stuff, but you know, man, my show's on, so I got to do this. People have such a, a low tolerance for not being able to see their shows that, you know, they're, they're getting to the point where they can do absolutely anything. And no one, no one is even going to so much as cancel a subscription to anything. And, you know, jumping up and down with my hair on fire, screaming and yelling and telling people to cancel your cable, cancel the satellite, do all this. I've been out, I've been on this for over a decade now. I canceled my TV for the last time in February of 2009. And, and you know, we, we couldn't even begin to imagine how much worse things were going to get and how fast it was gonna happen. And here we are, we've been through this, half the planet injected with poison put under house arrest etc cetera, etc cetera. and it's just people are shrugging man and as long as the new season of the of show xyz then it's all good man the bread and circuses thing one thousand percent for real one thousand percent and and don't email me for advice on this one but instead of paying for netflix or other things the content is available on the high seas you can get it if you want to just don't ask me for advice on how to get it how about just not watch? Just just don't watch it. That That's a good advice, too. That's that's pretty good advice, too. Nurse Claire, what did you want to say? Well, I think along the similar lines of what you were saying about devices and eroding people's ability to have this inner dialogue, the other thing that, that all of this constant bombardment with media has done to people, you know, the 24-hour cable news, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera, we have collectively as a populace zero attention span now. Mm -hmm. And so this whole COVID thing, they're going to try to memory hold this and people are going to let them because yep. that's just where we are now. Yep. Um, and, and you have to force yourself to sit down and take a little trip down memory lane. As you mentioned, Anne, we're just coming off the anniversary of 9-11. Look at that in the propaganda we were fed. I mean, I, the whole what happened exactly on 9-11 is a different topic for a different day. But I'm saying the, the fallout of that, the creation of the police state and how mm -hmm. that was used to erode your rights because you were constantly told the government had to do this for your safety. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing now with COVID. This is for public health. 
This is for your safety. You have to put a mask on. You have to take a vaccine. You have to lock the residents of the nursing homes in their rooms for days, weeks, months on end mm -hmm. for their safety. You can't have the last rites. You can't go to confession. You mm -hmm. can't hear mass mm -hmm. for your safety. Um, don't forget, look at where we're at and don't forget how we got here. Mm -hmm. Don't let these people memory hole exactly what they've done to you because every one of these things, whether it's 9-11, whether it's COVID, it's always a totalitarian power grab. Yep. Yep. Dr. Beep, what do you say? 100%. I mean, we talked about Aldous Huxley and George Orwell. I think Ted Kaczynski was right. <laughs> that, that's Professor Ted. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Dr. He... Ted. Uh, but yeah, I, totally right. Nurse, Nurse Claire's totally right. They, they're going to try and get rid of this. They, they kind of, there was a false start with monkeypox, uh, but then it turns out that only monkeypox Americans, uh, AKA uh, guys with AIDS, were the ones that got it and so and no one was seeing everyone was seeing through it they're like dude i'm safe from monkeypox yeah. i don't yeah. i don't go to those parties um but there there's going to be a next thing there's already some rumors of some weird lung infection infecting people in like new zealand or something right now polio uh, probably and oh, polio. Yeah, polio polio yeah. yep yep but which uh, which has yeah, just been found in the water there's no patients on ventilators with polio this is yeah. sewage samples. But, oh, New York declares a state of emergency. They're going to try and memory hole it. And, and it, the thing is, it's not just the system that's doing that. It's going to be your doctor that told you to get the shot. Uh, they're going to try and move past this, too. And, you know, for me, you know, I was basically kicked out of my profession mm -hmm. uh, for all intents and purposes. And I have people that are still in that world and they try to be nice to me and they try to they try to be cool with me about about things and i'm just like dude you were okay with me losing my job yeah with losing my career with losing my license you were okay with me potentially dying if you were one of those kind of people who were wishing death on the unvaxxed yep. uh you can go jump in a lake dude i'm we're not friends yep. <laughs> we're not yep. cool bro mm -hmm. uh so you're going to get this on multiple levels. Aunt Karen, who encouraged you to get the shot so you could go see grandpa in the nursing home, and now you've got a problem. You're you're going to feel uncomfortable talking about it with her because you don't want to make her feel bad. Oh, yeah. Do it. Do it. Make mm -hmm. her feel uncomfortable. She deserves it. Yep. I've got friends who were told they could not see their grand grandchildren unless they got a vaccine. The grandfather now has... AFib, probably will need an ablation, feels like crap, is on medication for probably the rest of his life, mm -hmm. and almost certainly related to the vaccine. Yeah, I, almost every single patient I see with a vaccine injury has that element in their story. I didn't want to get it. I didn't trust it. I wasn't going to get it. But then my husband convinced me. He was afraid because yeah. his mom had COVID. Or my my mom told me I had to get it if I wanted to go visit them or whatever. 
I say let it be uncomfortable. Bring it up. You know, hey, mom, yeah, I got the vaccine, and now I don't move my legs so well. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I, I, I it's am your fault. so, I am, yep. this is your fault. I am yep. so past being nice or diplomatic. It, you better believe that these, so many of these people are okay with you being uncomfortable. Let them yeah. be uncomfortable. And Shoot it's, back. it's, it's, uh, it's uh, morally, spiritually medicinal, perhaps, if these people are never confronted with what they have done, with their sin, with their complicity in this, in coercing and browbeating other people into injecting themselves with poison, this is, this is fifth commandment. I mean, straight up, this is a fifth commandment issue. These people need to go repent, sacramentally confess this. I coerced my spouse into getting the injection. I coerced my child. I coerced my employees. I I coerced people into injecting themselves with poison. It is a it is a sin against the fifth commandment. Thou shalt not kill. And this it's this is all right in there and I really don't think that we're talking about venial sin territory here. I don't think that you're forgiven this one by, you know, piously reciting the Lord's prayer. Um, I really think that this is this is grave, grave matter, and this stuff needs to be sacramentally confessed. If nobody ever talks about it, if nobody ever gets into Aunt Karen, Aunt Karen's grill and says, you are morally culpable for this injury or these injuries that these people have, you know, um, Uncle Uncle Tim doesn't have a functioning immune system anymore because of your harping and caterwauling and your coercion and your peer pressure. You participated in this. Repent. These people need to repent. And if nobody's willing to even confront them, if it's just roll their eyes and shut up Aunt Karen, I mean, yes, we'd all we we'd all like to tell Aunt Karen to shut up. But if these people aren't confronted, um, I, th- I think morally we owe it to them. And this kind of, I mean, there's been a lot of talk this month. Um, the anti-popes, uh, allegedly his prayer intention for the month is the global abolition of the death penalty. So of course, you know, I'm posting all my death penalty essays and, you know, how the death penalty is a mercy and it's absolutely required in civil society. It's positively willed by God. I'm not talking about death penalty for for Aunt Karen for coercing somebody into doing into getting the injection, but I am saying that it's a sin and that they need to feel that that punishment in their life now on earth. They need to be punished by the people around them even if that punishment is only getting up in their grill and saying, "You you witch, you did this. You are partially morally culpable for what has happened to uncle tim or cousin steve or whatever it is so yeah we do need to talk about it with these people and make them feel uncomfortable and it's horrible but we we owe it remember thanksgiving last year how many people were cut off from thanksgiving dinner with their own families over this stupid wicked I don't even want to call it a vaccine, but I guess for simplicity's sake, I'll use yeah. that word. But 
Ugh, what a difference a year makes, right? I yep. if you were if you were shunned and outcast by your family over this, I I hope that you can have a very um, honest but charitable conversation because even if you, I don't know, even for people that didn't suffer any side effects in the in the short term the turbo cancers that are yep. appearing. We have no idea what this is gonna do down the road. Um, the teenagers, the adolescents that have been vaccinated, the young Are they children, sterilized? Are they who sterilized? Who knows if they'll yep. ever have kids is yep. exactly right. And what the, what the um, undertakers are saying um, that they're just pushing these enormous, huge pieces of basically biological rubber out of people's out of people's veins when they um, um, what's it called when they embalm when they embalm people and they're just they're pulling this stuff out. I guess what's happening is that those people are dropping dead. And you know, maybe they are in their 60s or early 70s or something and every everybody's just shrugging their shoulders and saying, Oh, well, they had a heart attack or something. And then the embalmer says, oh, by the way, here's here's two pounds of rubber string that I pulled out of your husband's um, circulatory system. And that he, he had no idea that it was happening until he was dead on the floor, you know? Um, so this is all just the very beginning of this. And, and it's confirmed in the all-cause mortality statistics that are through the roof the insurance companies are just are they've got their hair on fire this is these are multiple like four standard deviation type events out they're saying this is this is impossible this is impossible arguing that any of this is random and then the uh the live birth statistics year over year nine nine standard deviations out 24 standard deviations out in taiwan i mean this is this is insanity we did an entire podcast and in fact it's two podcasts ago it's titled um sigma something what did we call it super nerd something i it, don't remember all off the top of my head something about sigmas yeah Sig oh sigmas of unusual size sigmas of unusual size because we were talking about the princess bride yes so um the the fallout of all of this this is this is just beginning just beginning it's, it's well in the all cause the all cause mortality that you cited Anne, what is really disturbing about that is the 18 to 49 year old age group yeah yeah uh, you talk about no workforce you talk about businesses not being able to find anyone to work for them. No military mm -hmm. allowed uh, to staff anymore because they can't do the basic PRT requirements. Yeah. Yep. What are the Chinese waiting for? That's what I keep saying. What are they waiting for? Or has this been the plan all along? You know, just give give everybody in the post Christian West de facto AIDS and permanent heart damage and then just sit back and wait pregnant pause yeah <laughs> well i and i i along those lines i read an article recently about trump and how the democrats are really really trying to pin this on him and to be fair he mm -hmm. owns it he yep. owns it so let's be intellectually honest here and get rid of the democrat versus republican yeah 
mentality, let's be honest, Operation Warp Speed, the vaccines, the lockdowns, the the Democrats are also, um, this article also talked about blaming Trump for the lockdowns that kept children out of school because it was the Biden administration that opened the schools back up. Well, I'm sorry, but sometimes the truth hurts. If you're a Trump supporter, sometimes the truth hurts. And we've covered this topic so many times. We, we mentioned kayfabe and mm-hmm. we explained it on the last couple of podcasts that, that this is something that is from the, the world of professional wrestling where they are all on the same side. They just fake that they're not. And I keep mentioning MoFax episodes every show, it seems. And I'll drop an ep- a link to episode 45, which was about Trump. And apparently MoFax is, I didn't realize he was into professional wrestling, but he goes through and, and when, when, when I listened to that for the first time, that was the first time it really dawned on me. It's like, okay, I just thought Trump was a useful idiot, but I didn't realize, it never occurred to me to listening to this one. It's like, oh, he's been part of the, the plan the whole time. And yes, I realized that, that uh, he was involved in, in you know, with Chelsea's wedding and, and, and whatnot, mm-hmm. or, or that uh, the Clintons were his wedding. And, and so the idea that they would be hating each other was completely fake. But just to, to the degree... Of, of how deeply he has been involved in this the whole time. He was the designated fall guy and he was happily, he was happy to be that person. That's what he yeah. trained to do in, in professional wrestling. In he professional was, wrestling. He, he was playing yep. a role called the heel. Yep. Yep. And, and for, for any Trump supporters out there who think he was doing something good and something noble, he was somehow the catacomb for crying out loud. No, he's part no. of the problem. Yeah. No, I mean, even if you think that he was legit, he, nothing he did survived the first five minutes of Joe Biden's demented hand scribbling on paper to undo everything. Mm-hmm. With the exception that he was the most pro-LGBTQ president ever. We Biden have the didn't best undo queers. We love our trans. We're the most, the most attractive trans. <laughs> I mean, it, like they literally, they they like parade these. These tranny freaks up on stage. Look at them. They're the most beautiful tranny people. Uh, you know, and it's like, our, our trans are so much more beautiful than their trannies. Are you freaking kidding me? Are you, are you, it's like, get out of here. It was all nonsense. He had me a little at the, at the beginning, well, not the beginning. At the beginning, I was like, yeah, this guy's New York. Ugh. But it's, it's so obvious. And, and when you look at what, what happened for gun, gun rights under this administration, Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. We still have the NFA. It's worse now. We've got these Build stupid the like wall. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Defund yeah. Planned Parenthood. That never happened. Yep. Repeal no. and replace Obamacare. That never it's just happened. Say what they want to hear over and over and over again. Because it's not like they don't know what we want to hear. Like yeah, yeah, okay, send them back. They're not sending their best. Send them back. Build the wall. Get jobs. Blah blah blah. Yeah, okay, the economy got a little better here and there and gas was cheaper. It none of it lasted. Mm-hmm. It couldn't survive the first 5 minutes of Biden's pseudo presidency. Mm-hmm. So what does it matter? If it's not a if it's not something that can survive, you know, past <laughs> Yeah. Dr. Demento, yep. uh, what is it? It's it's just it was all a game. And I yeah, he's the heel fighting these jabronis out there. Yeah. But gas was cheaper, but look at Look at the COVID. 
look at the COVID. Yeah. The 14 days to flatten the curve mm-hmm. and Tony Fauci becoming a household name. That lies at Trump's feet. I'm yeah. sorry. Why didn't he fire him? Why didn't he fire Fauci? Why didn't he fire Burks? He had people begging him. I mean, he would go and do his little speaking things and people would be screaming at him, fire Fauci, fire Fauci. Why didn't he do it? Because, because he was playing the heel and it was all exactly. about ratings. Yep. yep. And didn't he bring the Johnson & Johnson dude up on stage to parade him around like, yeah, he did so great making these vaccines. Yeah. Yep. And everyone in the crowd's like booing and they're, he's like, yeah, great. You know, it's like, dude, out of here. Get out of yep. here. Yep. Unreal. Yep. But it's okay. But that, we're, get, we're getting DeSantis next time, and he's perfect, right? You Mr. Know, Monoclonal Antibody. They're all... That's the De, thing. DeSantis was a big... Don't... Let's take another trip down memory lane. DeSantis was a big vax pusher, and DeSantis was big into Regeneron, and then all of the monoclonal antibodies, and claims to be pro-life. And I mean, listen... I'm a part-time nurse anesthetist and I'm a mother and I just live in my house with my little computer. If I can dig into this stuff and find what humanized mice are and the roots of these drugs, Mm -hmm. surely this man with his team of advisors and all of the money and all of the the minds surrounding him surely he knows what these things are no nah, he's i mean again i like a lot of what he says but again it's not hard to guess what a guy like me is going to like to hear you know the the problem with all these guys is they're typical republicans they they play the whole like well i'm not racist but i just don't think we should have a million ecuadorian gang members into our city maybe half a million you know yeah maybe because i'm not racist you know i you know hey i'm pro-vaccine i don't want anyone to think i'm not pro-vaccine but i don't think you should lose your job if you don't get it it's like dude just say the freaking truth it's poison don't take it if you come to my state with it we'll arrest you and put you in prison if fauci steps foot in, in florida he'll go to jail how about we have some real men step up you know, I don't understand these politicians. You get your platform, and then all you do is sit up there and just bleh. Well, and, yeah. I mean, the, 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 don't, the DeSantis don't say gay. Mm-hmm. Let's be very clear that that only affects up to grade three. So after grade three, once a child is in grade four, they can be fully indoctrinated to the gay lifestyle. So is that really a win? I don't know. Yep. And it was DeSantis who um, the the cruise ship industry upheld that they would only take on people who had been injected with the poison. And DeSantis allowed that to go on in Florida. So those cruise ships were all embarking and disembarking from Florida ports with DeSantis's, bless, DeSantis's blessing, um, you know, discriminating against people who refused to inject themselves with poison. So again, where... Where is it? And it's Barnhart axiom number two, that anybody who seeks high level uh, political office is by definition in this day and age, psychologically and morally unfit to hold high level public office by definition. No one who's morally sane wants anything to do with any of that. So it's uh, where it were painted it well and truly 
post-Christian Western civilization, we have just painted ourselves completely into a corner at this point. So the folks who email and say, Ann, why don't you run for Colorado Senate? That's why. Uh, they were, when I burned the Koran, I got, I got inquiries from the Republican Party in C Colorado. And I told them to, in no uncertain terms, to leave me the hell alone, that it would be a cold day in hell before I had anything to do with any of that. I mean, it's a whole, the whole system is sick. In order to, to get up there, to get the funding, you're going to have to be in bed with the, the Koch brothers or yep. Soros or somebody. Yep. No, it, Joe the plumber isn't going to win an election. That's not how, how it works. We live under an oligarchy. Yep. This, and it's, it's this kleptocratic, uh, technocratic, it's just we're being led by the most disgusting rats yes. um, that, that humanity can produce because that, they can play these games where they try to appeal to all these people and they're willing to just say whatever oozy thing will come mm -hmm. out of their face mm -hmm. uh, to please whatever crowd they're in front of. The Republicans are a little, I think the Republicans are actually not as good at it as the Democrats uh, because Republican constituents tend to at least have some standard. So, you know, you have to be, maybe you have to be a better liar to be a Republican politician. I don't it's know, the whole but, rules for radicals things that Alinsky talked about. Yeah. yeah. Democrats and, and people who follow the Alinsky rules have no problem going below the moral expectations and, yep. and shocking the, their opposition. Whereas Republicans, at least on, on, on in general have some sort of a moral core, even if it's weak, that the idea of completely going outside the moral expectations of their opponents is, is repugnant and they can't do it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think that's exactly right. Do we have any other sacred cows we can drag out here? Let's shoot them all. Gavin McInnes. You want yeah. to talk about you want to talk about him and all that that whole mess, don't you, Doctor B? Yeah, I, well, I just find it uh, uh, kind of interesting because there's Gavin. I don't know if anyone who's not familiar. Um, Owen Benjamin yeah, tell the, kinda, tell kinda the story of what happened. Tell the story of what happened. Yep. So, so Owen Benjamin broke the story, really. Like, I, I actually saw the story before it happened, and I, I was like, man, this seems legit. So Gavin McInnes, he, oh man, I can't remember the name of his show. It, is, it escapes me. But he, he streams his show, and supposedly during his stream, someone knocked on his door, broke in his house, and he was, quote-unquote, arrested during his live stream. And then he went went black. He went dark for like days and days afterward. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, he was arrested. And he had been putting out rumors. Oh, there's guys in unmarked police cars around my house. And the, the rumor was that he'd been picked up by the FBI. And so mm -hmm. there, of course, there's like all, all, uh, instantly people freaking out like, oh my gosh, am I next? Because I give him money. Um, hey, let's give him more money to fight his legal battle. <clears throat> Turns out uh, he he basically leaked to Owen Benjamin that... It was all just a quote-unquote prank that he had no real intention of ever revealing as a prank. Yeah. And he was just going to milk it for attention. And he's basically playing uh, the the boy who cried wolf because at the same time we have Steve Bannon coming out. Oh, 48 or 58 or whatever Trump allies have been raided by the FBI. And you have guys that are a little suspicious to me now, like Tim Pool, who's been supposedly swatted like four times on live stream. Um so you have all this going on, and I think what they're doing, and, and uh, uh, Super Nerd had kind of keyed into this earlier when we were talking, The I think that this is all part of the plan to get everyone used to hearing about FBI raids. 
on quote unquote our guys, and then they're going to actually start showing up with the ATF and the FBI because we know that this actually happens. Get us um, accustomed to rolling our eyes and saying, yep. okay, here's exactly another right. damn damn liar. And then when it actually starts, <laughs> nobody's gonna lift a finger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because we know, we know that these things happen. I mean, heck, we Ruby Ridge, Waco, et cetera. But even mm-hmm. on a lower level, we know that they, they show up and they harass people. The ATF, yeah. we know they've been going door to door. I don't know, have I ever talked about my visit with the FBI? Mm-mm. I don't think I have. So, and the entire I, listening audience just leaned forward. <laughs> so it, if, it, if it hadn't happened to me, I would have a really hard time believing it because I'm a nobody. I'm just a, I'm just a dude out in the world. Uh, I'm, I'm a disgruntled veteran, so I'm sure that puts me on some kind of list. So this happened last year. Uh, I we was actually out of town when it happened. The, the girl that was walking our dogs for us happened to be at the house and these two jabronis show up looking like uh, they were heading to a uh, nickelback concert the way that they were dressed <laughs> and they they knock on the door and they say hey we're with the fbi we're looking for dr beep they said my real name and and of course the the girl she's like scared out of her mind she was like well they're out of town and so i'm thinking hey these are these are dudes that are they're casing my house there's no way that the FBI wants to talk to me. I've done nothing illegal. I'm not involved in any weird groups or anything. I get back home, start making some phone calls. It's real. These are That's a real FBI agent that wants to speak with, to you. And so I call them because I'm thinking, like, did I sell a gun and now it was used in a crime? Or, like, you know, what what's the deal? And they said, oh, your name came up in an investigation. I said, well, that's weird. Um, am I under investigation? They said, no, 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 but we'd like to talk to you just to clear this up. And of course I call my lawyer and I was like, dude, what's up? And he's like, well, you can, you can refuse to talk to him. I said, no, I, I think I'll talk to him. So I, they came to the house and I talked to him and, uh, long story short, they came to talk to me because prior to that, for about six to eight months, I had been on a buying spree of banned books. I'd been, mm. uh, you know, everything from Mein Kampf to the Communist Manifesto to the Turner Diaries to everything I could get my hands on, because at some point I had read an article about how they were trying to get all these books off the market and ban them from everywhere. And I'm like, hey, I want them. If it's banned, I want it. So Not I had to mention buying, you could probably flip it for a pretty decent profit. Pr- probably. You know, and some of these books are are not even enjoyable to read, but I want to own them if they're banned. So I bought all these books when apparently... Uh, PayPal, who I had purchased some of these with, um, alerted the authorities. And because it was a pattern of buying these, quote unquote, potentially dangerous things, it was a pattern that showed that I was maybe unhinged. But I think what it probably was, was, you know, they showed up, I said, hey, I'm not, I'm not a part of any skinhead organization. I'm not a whatever. I'm not a terrorist, you know, I've got kids here, I'm a doctor. And they were like, hey, you seem cool. And that was about it, and they left. But what I suspect would happen if things were different, if they showed up and I was like, death to the government, you know, <laughs> I love bin Laden, you know, they, I'm guessing they would have been like, oh, this is a nice young man, and they would have left. And then I probably would have gotten contacted by some other person. About yes. joining a group. Yep. Hey, you want to you want to kidnap the governor of? Yep. <laughs> hey, her name's Whitmer. 
<laughs> you She's were being bad. auditioned. You were I, absolutely yeah. being auditioned. It's yep. a it's a it's a it's a fishing expedition. Yep. They were fishing for their terrorist headhunters. <laughs> exactly. They were they were talent scouts, and I failed miserably. Uh, in in hindsight, there's all kinds of things I wish I had said jokingly, but I really shouldn't have, so I didn't. But that's my story. <laughs> I yeah. think your family probably disagrees. <laughs> whatever you're. Why, why is Daddy gone forever? <laughs> Uh. <laughs> well, he Nazi saluted when they came through the door, and he was wearing a Taliban outfit, and he was wearing a fake bomb vest. So yeah, he's gone. No, I it, it legitimately, and I tell people this because I don't tell a lot of people because it's you know I don't want people to think I'm some kind of lunatic. I mean, I might be a lunatic, but it's it, it was eye opening. Mm-hmm. Like that's all right. All right, this is, you know, that whole like, oh, this is America. So this is America. This, yeah, there it is. Yep. This is America. There it is. Yep. Yeah. So there's my little dude spiel. So it happens. They'll show up to your house. And, and I have no doubt that if those gentlemen got a tip that I had sawed a shotgun off half an inch too short, they'd come in guns a-blazing and shoot me in the face repeatedly. Mm-hmm. They'd shoot your um, dog first. As, yeah, well, they'd shoot your dog first, yeah. No, Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, and so everybody out there, if you're just vaguely uh, in the public eye at all or you, you engage in anything online that is verboten, you might get a visit. And I, I recommend playing it cool and just really not talking to them much. Um, but come off as someone who would not be terribly good at being (laughs) sucked into a obvious retarded glowy FBI. (laughs) Are you really good at taking long distance shots? No, I'm terrible. I'm cross-eyed and I, (laughs) the second I look in that scope, I just freak out and I I just start seeing black and And twitch, twitching. (laughs) I've got this tremor. Uh, it's painful. It's just, I mean, what a oh, strange man. place to live, right? Yeah. What a strange place to live. Well, God put but, us yeah. here, so it's all good. Go, Super Nerd. I almost want to ask you for the book list here because I've got some ideas for how to pay for things in a, in a non-traceable manner unless you have warrant authority. And I think that story would be a whole lot more interesting if I was buying all the same books you were that that got your visit, but I was doing it in, in a manner, not using Bitcoin, but using manners that normally cannot be traced. Um, I mean, to I see if they can trace it. Yeah, I, I could, yeah. for example, I could I could make a donation to um, maybe that's not the right way. I, I, I have the ability to make payments in whatever name I choose, whatever address I choose. And it's it's a legitimate feature of the service that that offers it. And I'm not. You can't hide from anybody with, who who can wield a warrant because they'll turn that over right away. It's for, for for protecting your privacy. But my curiosity would be, if you paid for all these things with these privacy protecting tools, how soon will the FBI actually show up? And just as an exercise in seeing how how closely do they monitor things and how readily will they pull warrant authority to do a search that requires a judge to sign off on things. And I'm curious how yeah. if that would happen. I'm very maybe they'd show up sooner because you're trying to hide it. I, I, the curious thing to me was they knew where they they were able to get my address, but they couldn't get my phone number. 
that seems odd. Yeah. Well, it helps if you don't have a phone. I definitely have a phone. <laughs> I and and I know that you know is is my is my is my address somehow more public knowledge than my phone number? I don't think so. I mean, I could I can go online and I can I can pay like five bucks and and get one of those uh, services mm-hmm. where you can find anybody, you mm-hmm. know, find their address, find their phone number, find their email. The FBI couldn't do that. They had to come to my house. I mean, is that just a yeah? Tactic they to want they wanted to talk to you. They wanted to you know, talk to you. Yeah. It's uh, I just find it very interesting that it's it's like this, but uh, you know, I was I was obviously very cordial. Uh, now, if the ATF shows up, I will not be cordial at all. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to get my yeah. I'm going to get the book list from you. I'm going to get my cork board okay. with all the red yarn connecting dots. So when they come in and say, "Oh, come here, come here," I've been waiting for you to it's, show up. I've I've got things figured out here. You need, you're going you like, to plot it out on the thing. And it'll be like in this. It'll be like the Star of David, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> it, it is the juice!" And then the FBI, well, they'll be kicking down your door immediately. Mueller will be right there, just like get him, boys. Uh, Oh, you're you're on fire tonight. This is the best um, 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 uh, audio audio bit capture episode we've ever done. Uh, this is just a gold mine. I stopped yeah. writing down time codes because it was just me at this point. It's I don't know if it's the maker's mark or the sleep de- the sleep deprivation. It's the combination of the two. Uh, <laughs> I did tell Doctor Beep that before we started recording, he had to do uh, two drinks and hundred push ups. So I, I think he actually took me seriously. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I. Oh my goodness. All what right, a... super nerd. All do right. we have any other topics that we're allegedly supposed to talk about? Or probably. Um, I don't... Probably. <laughs> I don't have any off the top of my head. You're an outstanding producer. That's why you get paid the big bucks, man. Yeah, really. (laughs) I wonder if Nurse Nurse has Nurse Claire been visited by the FBI. I mean, she's like running. Not yet, but after this, I don't know. Everybody's respective spouses are probably just losing their minds what? right now. <laughs> yeah, my wife is going to be like, "Who came to the house?" <laughs> Super mommy's standing on the stair, is standing on the stairs, twitching and giving, mm. giving Super Nerd the evil eye. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I didn't give them your first names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's easy. I never gave you my first name. Uh, yeah. uh, nah, I'm kidding. I, you know, honestly, none of my friends have been visited, so I don't like. And I and I always, I whenever I go to the meetings, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm like, guys, you're you're all Nazis. Like, why aren't you being visited by the FBI? <laughs> Because half of them are, are undercover FBI, and the other half yeah, are undercover. Yeah. That's like, right. wait. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how they have time to go to these meetings in between beating their wives and shooting dogs and just their their days are so packed. <laughs> Maintaining mm. that glowy haircut and keeping mm-hmm. the keeping the sunglasses properly properly cleaned and polished. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Oh, and the khakis pressed too. And the khakis pressed, absolutely. Yep. Actually, there there was another topic I wanted to get to, talking about how we're getting into cold, uh, cold and flu season, legitimately, not not the fake 
stuff. Yeah. Um, there are some prudent things. I mean, we've mentioned ivermectin probably 20, 30, 40 times. But how, are there any other prudent things that we should think about stocking up on? And I know we've neglected Nurse Clara quite a bit, uh, or at least talked without <laughs> calling on her. So uh, let's start with, with Nurse Clara. As we go into cold and flu season, what kind of common sense uh, things should we be stocking up on? Uh, vitamin D3. <laughs> we've talked about this quite a bit. Single biggest predictor of severe COVID disease was vitamin D deficiency, but it really that it's true across the board um if you can get your level checked there are various ways to do that without um going to your doctor because conveniently in the last little while insurance companies have stopped paying for a vitamin d test so you're kidding to, you're kidding no 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 oh my no, no, goodness no. it's Isn't so it obvious interesting it's oh, so <laughs> interesting yep oh my goodness just within the last year or so um is this something where you don't even want to pay with like an hsa you just want to pay cash and not have a name associated with it no, 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 no. It's not like that. It's just you're going to have to pay for it because the insurance companies are not covering it anymore. Even though, in my opinion, and Dr. Beep, I don't know how you feel, but I think if you're going for a, a wellness visit or a yearly checkup with your PCP, I think this should be part of your exam as a vitamin D level. Um, people will tell you doctors, nurses, providers, nutritionists, whatever, that a level of 30 is adequate. And we know that that is not true. We know that your level needs to be at least 50 for your immune system to function optimally. And ideally, it should be 70 um, at least. So you should be supplementing vitamin D3, particularly now that we're moving into the winter months. Um, when you go outside, your skin will make vitamin D when it's exposed to UVB rays. And moving into fall and winter, if you're north of, I think it's the 37th parallel, but basically anywhere in North America, the sunlight is not going to be adequate. The UVB rays are not going to be adequate for you to make vitamin D. So you're going to have to supplement in the summertime sit outside for 20 minutes without sunscreen mm -hmm. big big you know flashing asterisk here without sunscreen get vitamin d on your or get sunlight on your your unprotected skin um i don't want to tell anybody to be immodest we always want to maintain our standards of modesty as catholics but expose as much skin as you possibly can um, for 20 minutes and you'll make a lot of vitamin D that way, but you can't do that this time of the year now. So you're going to have to take vitamin D3 um, and you need to take K2 in order to make it work, in order to keep it active in your body. You need to limit sugar because sugar, um, particularly high fructose corn syrup and those really nasty types of sugar, they will metabolically inactivate it. So isn't that interesting? Yet another, is, yet is. another amazing uh, I coincidence. Mean, if you ever are looking for something to do, going down the nutrition rabbit hole about processed food and how sick we are. You know, I was thinking the other day, growing up in the 80s, there were gyms around 
And but it wasn't as mainstream. You know, there were people that went no. to the gym, but if you went to the gym or you had a personal trainer, that was like, whoa. Yeah. And nowadays there are gyms everywhere. Um big, huge chains. There's Planet Fitness yeah. and LA Fitness and this and that and whatever. And I was going to work the other morning. It was 6 a.m. and I drove past an LA Fitness. The parking lot was absolutely packed. You know, you look at any major city that has a marathon. Thousands of people are now running marathons. That's unheard of. Back in mm -hmm. the 70s and 80s, if you ran a marathon, you were an athlete. Mm -hmm. But we've got all these people now into fitness. It's mainstream. It's an industry. But yet we are fat. Yep. Fat. Yep. Metabolically damaged, insulin resistant, um, and... It all, in my opinion, from what I read and what I study, it comes down to the food supply, how our food is processed. It has destroyed our endocrine systems. It's metabolically damaged us and it's primed our bodies to not just gain weight, but to, to hold on to it and to be sick we're, we're all running around basically at this point with very few exceptions we're all running around with baseline inflammation in our bodies um mm -hmm. so the the best way i think to take charge of your health and and be an advocate for yourself and stay healthy learn about nutrition look at look at websites like the weston a price foundation um there's a, a guy, if you listen to No Agenda or any of Adam Curry's podcasts, Texas Slim, this guy has started a website called The Beef Initiative, where he's trying to get people to go back to small farmers, local farmers, and eat meat that is yeah. pure, that is that is raised on grass, that is organic. Um He's got a website. There are podcasts out there you can listen to. The Meat Mafia, excellent podcast. Um, looking into acquiring raw milk, one of the best sources of nutrition for yourself. Um, if you're in the store and you're buying eggs, you know, I recommend that you don't. Find a farmer. Um, but if you can't find someone who pastures their hens, and raises their hens to eat bugs, then, and you have to buy store-bought eggs, look for pastured eggs. You know, all of these things to try to get yourself off of seed oils, processed food, um, different kind. I mean, uh, processed dairy. It's terrible. Milk that you buy in a grocery store, it's essentially worthless. Um, start reading, make it a little hobby for yourself. Um, don't intrude on your prayer life, of course, but look at some of these other things that can really benefit you and your family and your health and um, eat whole foods, eat a good balanced diet um, with lots of clean, clean eating and vitamin D, vitamin D, vitamin D, and get your ivermectin before, before winter. Um, oh, and you know what you turned me on to? 
um, old pink, Pepto-Bismol. Pe- oh, Pepto-Bismol. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I what, think what do you, you know put, about you that? Put, it's just bismuth, the, right? Yep. You put the paper up on your blog, mm-hmm. and I need to pull it up so I can maybe address it. But um, there was a group of physicians who uh, hypothesized, because again, this is a situation where people were having to think outside the box. The official narrative from the CDC, as we know, as we've talked about, and as proof positive all around us, the treatment for COVID was designed to keep people sick. So these independent thinking physicians, they started to look at um, using Pepto-Bismol. And it turns out, it looks preliminarily by the paper that you posted on your blog that it's helpful not only with COVID, but maybe some other viruses as well. So if that gets out and it goes mainstream, you can look for Pepto-Bismol to get suppressed, maybe just like ivermectin. Um, Well, and again, circling back to what we were talking about, about how everybody's flying by the seat of their pants. If I read that study correctly, what these doctors, they just put two and two together by by observation that, you know, a certain percentage of people would come in and be in the hospital and, and have COVID and they would have, you know, diarrhea or gastrointestinal issues. And so they would give these people Pepto-Bismol for their diarrhea. And then all of a sudden they look at this and they figure out, wait a minute, there's this correlation here between these people who got Pepto-Bismol had vastly better outcomes than the people who didn't get it. And the people who didn't get it just simply didn't get it because they didn't have diarrhea associated with their with their COVID or at the same time as their COVID or whatever the reason. Again, it's just this fly by the seat of your pants because no lab is doing any work. And as Dr. Beep, Dr. Beep said, no grants are being given to study anything like this. It's, it's just people have to live through this and doctors just have to, after the passage of time, see these things that are correlated with each other and then hopefully eventually at some point maybe someone in the future will be able to do actual science once once the post-christian west starts doing science again and say okay what does bismuth do something against viruses and and the answer is probably going to be yes to be completely honest with you ivermectin uh, bismuth whatever you know Yep. yep, it it's I'm reading the paper now and it inhibits two two key enzymes that are necessary for viral replication. Yep, there you um, go. Um so I would I would strongly suggest that you keep it on hand. And so the to clarify with the Pepto-Bismol, you don't take that as a prophylactic no. the way you do with Correct. ivermectin. You would only take it if you were sick, but if you were sick, I mean this would never occur to me before. If I had some sort of a chest cold and I was, you know, working towards getting even having it turn into pneumonia or something, it wouldn't even occur to me to take Pepto-Bismol. But you right. should. The next time you have gunk in your chest and you feel like you've got a bug, and the other thing to remember, everybody's focused on COVID. It doesn't matter if it's coronavirus or influenza virus or norovirus or or any of the other normal seasonal cold viruses. Just these things tend to be broad spectrum antivirals. So don't think, well, 
I didn't test positive for COVID, so therefore I won't take ivermectin, therefore I won't take Pepto-Bismol. Oh yeah, go ahead and take it anyway. I mean, it's not as yep. if it's gonna hurt you. And they, they do seem to have broad spectrum effects. Yes, now um, you made an excellent point there, which we should remind people. So the Pepto-Bismol, the bismuth can accumulate in your body. So you should only take it for a few days uh, if, you, if you are if you are exposed and you want to take a dose prophylactically, you shouldn't do that for more than a few days. Um, and if you're sick, you can take the high dose that's on the bottle, but I wouldn't take it for more than three or four days, and then I would mm -hmm. cut it back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can make you really constipated. And I, and I have yes. run into a few patients that don't know it can turn your feces black. Black. Uh, and, and your so, tongue. Yep. Yeah, and your tongue. So, and I've had people actually come in and say that they were concerned for a GI bleed um, because they had experienced GI bleed before, and they knew that it they that caused them to have dark stool, and so they were freaking out. But uh, just it was just the Pepto. Okay, it was just yes. the Pepto. Okay, yeah. Um, zinc, vitamin C, all of those things that we've mentioned in the past, it, it's mm -hmm. time to stock up and keep them on hand for the winter. I'm, I've been researching more about melatonin and maybe that's something we can talk about, um, on another podcast at some point, but it's a powerful anti-inflammatory in your body and our modern lifestyle has really destroyed your own intrinsic melatonin because the thing that inhibits it the most is blue light. Yeah. So if you're watching television, you know, yep. how many how many people back in the day would have a TV in their room, watch the 11 o'clock news and then Johnny Carson would come on. I mean, how did we ever? Yeah. <laughs> how did we sleep all that blue light from the TV, your iPads, your your cell phones um, that you're looking at at night, all of that light that enters your eye, that blue light inhibits your natural melatonin um, and melatonin is really it's powerful anti-aging and I don't want to say that from a vanity purpose I'm saying that from keeping your body from cellular damage um, mm -hmm. antioxidant anti-inflammatory melatonin so we can talk about that on another episode is if you it want. Um, for both of you is melatonin is there any concern with it becoming addictive if you're taking it every night in terms of the sleeping properties of it i've yeah i think you don't want to do it long term uh, you need to change your lifestyle so that your body produces the melatonin it's supposed to produce mm -hmm. as far as melatonin in the treatment of covid i think it's fine in the acute phase and then into that sort of subacute post covid period i think you can use it for that anti-inflammatory property, but mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan of melatonin as a sleep aid per se, uh, long-term. I just don't think, I think because it's a hormone and I'm, I get really kind of iffy about playing around too much with hormones long-term. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Um, cause I just don't, I, it just seems like you're again, like you should not watch TV or you should get the yes. blue blocker yeah. glasses and yeah, and, you and should whatnot. be supporting your body's. Yeah production Rhythm. and yeah. natural release of melatonin. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So Dr. Beep, theoretically speaking, if somebody listening to this says, oh, crud, I've been using melatonin to be able to get to sleep. Am I hormone dependent on this? And how do I detox from it? 
So I'm actually not entirely sure, but I, I've had people do sort of a low, a slow taper off of it. You know, like you're, and, and people, you know, they, people are on massive doses of melatonin, like 18 milligrams or something. Dude. Oh, yeah. You don't need that. Even when you're sick, you don't need that. You need like maybe two and a half, five milligrams, something like that. Yeah. Um, I would just say to them, let's taper it. Let's taper it five milligrams a day per week over the next few weeks and get you down to like that super low level for a couple of weeks and then taper off of it while instituting these lifestyle changes like the blue blocker glasses. Uh, and, and, and also part of that too is exposure to red light. Um, which I, I think I mentioned that a little bit earlier in a, in, uh, treating vaccine injured people, especially people with skin issues, but sleep issues as well. You know, God created this world beautifully, you know, because we're exposed to red light in the morning and red light at night. That red light in the morning is essentially waking you up. It's getting you ready to be exposed to the blue light that you'll be seeing during the day. Um, it's one of the reasons that people get sunburns because they jump out at 1 p.m. having had no exposure to the red light earlier in the day. Um, so their hormones are not prepared to protect them from the sun. They jump out for an hour, they get a burn, and then they're inside when the sun is going down. So you're not mm-hmm. getting that red light to help you heal later in the day. And it just, there's none of that normal hormonal influence on your, in your life. So, um, we actually use red light therapy in, in our clinic and we're seeing a lot of people change their, their chemistry, not that I'm measuring it, but based on how they're feeling and how they're sleeping, um, which good sleep is so important for healing from anything, including vaccine injuries. So, um, that's something to keep in mind as well. The more natural a life you kind of can live, uh, and I don't mean being granola or, or you know, eating grass out in your yard, but, uh, you know, being exposed to the sun at different yeah. times in the day and getting some fresh air, you know, nurse Claire was saying everything that I tell my patients, basically get, eat red meat. The, the bad guys don't want you eating red meat. You should eat yep. red meat. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. don't want you eating and drinking raw milk and raw cheeses. You should be looking for a source of raw milk. Mm-hmm. Yep. Get you, get some, and, and, and fats, fats are so important for hormone production. Um, you know, so look make at your a family list tree. for us. I think a lot of people probably can't rattle off the top of their heads what are the good oils and what are the bad oils. Now, Nurse Claire said the seed oils are bad. So go through the list. I know, I know that canola oil is like the worst. Yeah, it's, I mean, and that's technically it's technically seed. called rapeseed. Yep. It's called rapeseed, yep. and they grow it up in Canada. Um, so canola is super bad. What else is bad? Nurse Claire, go ahead. Vegetable oil, um, Crisco shortening, um, uh, soybean oil. Yes. <laughs> sunflower, oil, yeah. sa- saf- safflower and sunflower mm-hmm. are no, yeah. what you want to, I, I really think the ideal way of cooking is tallow, lard, yes. Um, ghee, G-H-E-E, especially grass-fed, organic yep. ghee, um, grass-fed, organic butter. If you can find butter that's made from raw milk, those are ideal. If I'm looking for an oil to make 
say, um, salad dressing or mayonnaise, I might use avocado oil um, because it's a little more mild in taste than olive oil. Where's um, peanut in the spectrum? Because I use some peanut because it has a completely neutral taste and it also has a very high smoke point. So if you're frying, um, it's a pretty good frying oil. But where is it? What is a peanut? It's not a it's seed, a, is it? It's a legume. It's a, it's a, it's a legume. legume. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan personally, is, but I don't. I'm not a big fan of peanut oil horrible. either. Um, uh, cotton seed oil is another one. So, is those bad. Are all things. Yes. Yep. And I olive oil is like, good, right? The Mediterranean. Olive oil is good. Yeah. Yep. And, okay. and I like coconut oil as well. There's been some studies that show it has actually some anti-inflammatory yes. and potentially antibacterial properties. So I think it's a good one. Um, I have a friend who makes his own deodorant out of coconut oil. Interesting. From that mm. antibacterial. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he smells like an almond joy all the time, too. Yes. <laughs> yes. And if you're not a big fan of the coconut flavor, they do make refined coconut oil where they take a lot of the coconut flavor, the, the coconut taste out of it. I don't know if it's quite as healthy then um, because that is processing it to some extent, but it's still would be a better option than Crisco. Yeah. Man, bad, who, who would have thought, who would have thought that we're standing here in the 2022 telling everybody to go back to old school McDonald's French fries and make your French fries in, in beef tallow. Seriously. Oh, yes. I mean, you know, and people will say, well, I, I eat very healthy. Well, what do you eat? Well, I eat salads and beans and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Golly, ugh. Yeah, and, and, and they're plants. And I'm looking at them and they're just like, <laughs> Ah, uh, I, I don't believe vegetables are even that good for you. I'm, I'm totally... I, I don't either. I don't either. Plants have a substance called, they have something in them called oxalates. They actually block you from absorbing a lot of nutrients. So yeah, oh, if the, someone they... says to you, Go ahead. If someone says to you, oh, hey, kale has this and it has that, that doesn't mean that your body is going to absorb no, it because yeah, you're going to see it. You're going to see it. You're going to see it 18 yeah. hours later is what's going to happen. Well, so. And, and so. also, plants have, you know, they have these chemicals that are basically uh, their defense mechanism. A lot of chemicals. Right. The ox of, yeah. They're kind of toxic. Yeah. And, and and they're not bioavailable. I mean, you have to eat like 15 pounds of any vegetable to get enough protein to be healthy. Yeah, yeah. Go eat a steak. You're fine for the day. Drink yep. some milk. You got everything you need. You need the fats. That's the biggest thing I run into is people, well, I eat, you know, eat low-fat yogurt. I'm like, dude, you're killing yourself. You look like garbage. You look 20 yeah. years older than you actually are. And by the way, the reason you have no libido, that's not normal. You're supposed Ooh. to have hormones that are produced using cholesterol. You yep. need fat yep. for this synthesis Correct. of hormones. You know, there's, you know, I was looking at my history tree, or my, my history tree, my family tree. I'm a little tired. Um, you know, half my ancestors were born to mothers that were in their 40s. Yeah. And it's because people weren't being poisoned and they weren't eating these garbage, low-fat diets. They drank milk every day, whole milk, mm -hmm. raw, out of the cow, they drank some kind of meat and they ate unprocessed on GMO plants that were in their environment. Um, and none of this garbage seed oils. Uh, and they got sun exposure f from dawn till dusk. And 
they probably slept really well every night. They went to bed early, yeah. And they did, mm-hmm. yeah. So And they had I babies think, till they were 46. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So we've got to go back. We've got to go back. We have to realize that science has some amazing answers to our questions, but it it produces a nightmare society when we just let it run amok like it has. And this is well, basically what I tell my patients. Dr. Beep, I would hasten to remind you that anti-Pope Bergoglio has told the world that going backwards is sinful. So I, uh, I, yeah, I think we should definitely do that. <laughs> it's yeah. like you said, if, if Bill Gates is against something, go, go do that. If anti-Pope Bergoglio exactly. is saying, don't do this, don't do that, do exactly the opposite of what he said. Yeah. These people are, are contraindicators, clearly, at this point. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yep. It's, it, yeah. It can be dangerous to allow your enemies to define your your worldview, but, man, they make it pretty easy because they're yeah, very Yeah, they do lay you it know? out pretty like, good. Hey, <laughs> I want you to eat the cricket meat and live in a pod <laughs> yep. and drink your soy milk. It's like, okay, I'm going to do the exact mm-hmm. opposite. And your your fluoride water. That's yeah. another thing, too. Get, get yourself yep. a good water filter, and I don't mean Brita. Get yourself a good, it's going to be expensive, but it's worth it, a good water filter. And the key, the key to the water filters is the filters themselves. Because you, you and I'm familiar with a couple brands like Berkey and Propure. It's, it's actually the filter elements that are essential or are, are the most important part of the whole thing. You can, you can make your own water filtering containers with food grade plastic buckets and drill holes in the bottom. But it's, it's the, the filters that you actually put in place to filter the water that it's critical. Sure. Yeah. That stands to reason. Yeah. Propure are those, is are, the one do that those, I use. Do those require electricity, those those ones that you guys nope. have? No. Nope. Oh, okay. It's gravity. It's just gravity. Okay. Cool. Excellent. And it filters out pesticide residue, fluoride, most of the fluoride, um, a lot of pharmaceutical residue because, you know, you're drinking people's antidepressants and people's yep. birth control pills and yep. people's um, uh, different types of steroids. You're, that all none of that is removed in water treatment facilities. So your water from your tap is is contaminated with all of this. So um, it begs to question how much of that is affecting the normal healthy development of our children. If you're you know, if your son is drinking people's birth control pills in his drinking water, Oh, we've been saying this for years. You can look at them yep. walking down the street, and you can tell that these these little pear shaped boys. Um, just what I'm what I've now started to notice is it's been going on long enough that there's this dearth of young men who have that masculine, broad shoulder coming in tight to a narrow waist. You know, that's yep. you, you hardly see that among teenage right. boys anymore. It's it's astounding. It's because you're exactly right. We've all been drinking the pill for decades now. Yep. Oh, on that happy note, oh, good grief. <laughs> I don't want to give everybody, you know, OCD complex out there, but Such yeah, an I mean, uplifting if, episode. It's completely <laughs> uplifting. <laughs> but I mean, if you, uh, if these if these water filter systems are gravity driven, then that opens up a lot of possibilities and it's a lot less intimidating. Um, if you do need to pick up and go, I would assume that all you need to do is empty the 
empty the the plastic reservoir that the filtered water is in and then you know, i travel with mine yeah i travel with mine yeah. because is that, it's is it's it the that, is that what you have i no i've got a pro pure um okay yeah i, I just I have the I have little pitcher yeah yep. and i emptied out take it with me um you know if we're going to the beach or going skiing or whatever and we're going to be staying someplace for a period of several days i take it with me so that my kids have water that i can trust because even the bottled stuff who knows oh. what's in it well and plastic yeah. itself you know it's oh the plastic yeah yeah yeah. Yep. yeah i mean i think about my time in iraq or anywhere overseas we had these huge pallets of of uh plastic bottles just sitting out in the sun baking and they're kind of brown oh. after a while and we're drinking it like Ugh, I'm so healthy <laughs> brought to you by the good people at the coca-cola corporation yeah. yep. it was probably dasani it was probably dasani water Oof. all right looking at the clock here super nerd can you wrap us up my friend oh i, I thought we were only halfway <laughs> oh, oh, before hey, before before we close out, I, I think at the beginning I did kind of promise I was going to uh, talk about some different modalities that people could ask their alternative uh, medicine providers for. I'll oh, just yeah, send, absolutely. I'll just, I'll, I'll send you a link or a, a not a link, a list if you want to just throw that up somewhere. Um, awesome, absolutely. Perfect. I think we're gonna have two pages of links and notes on this one. <laughs> the Barnhart Podcast. You get what you pay for. <laughs> You were a time code on that one. (laughs) (laughs) There's going to be a huge delay getting this published because Super Nerd has about three dozen audio clips that he has to cut out of this one. So (laughs) not cut out, but um, isolate and copy for future use. Uh, yeah, and, and there there is some editing that's going to have to be done to this because it's uh, we're doing four tracks here, and uh, there's a little bit of a, a little bit of a delay on, on Dr. Beep's side. It's not too bad that uh, it really affected things, but yeah, it, 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 we're recording this on Monday night. I'm honest. Wait, is it Monday? Yeah, it's Monday. Yes. Um, I'm hoping to get this out on Thursday because I know there's quite a bit of editing that has to be done here. So we'll right see. On. We'll see. All good. All good. So you said go ahead and go into the rack, wrap up. Yes, sir. Okay. The email address for, for the podcast where you can send feedback, comments, suggestions, or any other menu items that we didn't list in, <laughs> in this massive uh, dictionary of, of items that are, are you know good and bad fats and all the rest. The email address is podcast at barnhart.biz. Anne expresses her profound gratitude to all of her benefactors. And at least one mass is said every single day for all of the benefactors. That's the traditional Catholic Latin mass. And every single week, there is a Latin requiem mass for everybody who died in the previous week, whether you're a queen or a pauper, the mass is being offered for you. Did we want to say anything about the um, the late lizard, I mean, queen of England? I'm going to be writing a big, whole, uh, huge essay. The only reason I delayed was basically trying not to be crass. Literally wanted to wait until her body had assumed room temperature. I thought it would be, it would be a bit much to, to um, post a big thing basically trying to disabuse everybody of of trying to make her into some sort of a saint when in fact she wasn't uh but look look for that this week look for that before this podcast gets posted on on thursday okay so look for this before you hear about it mm-hmm. yes yeah. Okay. yeah yeah <laughs> and on the topic of of before she assumes room temperature there is the theory she died six months ago and in in uh this on sunday is no agenda 
I was listening to that uh, this evening. And apparently Boris Johnson was interviewed by the BBC to speak about the Queen, but in the past tense. And it freaked him out. And he said, no, I don't want to do it. And the theory being that maybe she was already dead. And they were just trying to get all these um, retrospectives in the can before they announce it. I don't put anything past anyone anymore. And the royal family is a train wreck. And... Look for my essay, which by the time you hear this will have already been published. Amen. And please take a moment to pray for all these priests uh, who are saying the masses, not the Anglican priests who don't even actually baptize the royal family these days. I think we've covered that before. Yeah, we have. Yep. Um, pray for all these priests who are who are offering the masses for the benefactors, for everyone who died the previous week. Uh, they are under assault and attack more so than even the FBI based on your book buying habits. So. Mm. Keep them in your prayers. And also don't forget that the Barnhart podcast has a patron saint. Remember to invoke St. Tiny Princess. She she has uh, an interesting, interesting apostolate. And, and um, uh, I think I mentioned, no, I, I didn't mention it on, on the last podcast. I, I mentioned just sort of off the cuff in the middle of our discussion that I thought it'd be so cool if I could hook up Adam Curry and um, Taylor Marshall to talk. I got an email from Adam Curry after the show saying, hey, I'm game. Yeah, that so was I. completely... <laughs> I was flabbergasted when I saw it. I was like, okay, good. I need to make this happen. Um, and I, I finally got the green light on this for all parties a couple of days ago. So I need to make that happen. Pray to St. Tiny Princess. If, you're, oh, yes. if you didn't, Yay. if you didn't know about her except through this podcast, which is a technology co-invented by Adam Curry. <laughs> pray. Yes. Let's, let's yes. make this, let's make this happen. Um, the Barnhart podcast is a value for value podcast. If you got some value out of this, whether it's just entertainment, education, a preparation list for, or preparation advice, please consider returning some value. And you can learn more about that at supernerdmedia.com. And I want to recognize a couple of people who have donated since the last show uh, via the via the mailbox. Eileen, who simply says thanks. And thank you. And Pamela who says, God bless you on this feast of our blessed mother's birthday. So uh, obviously that wasn't today. But uh, since the last show, uh, that was an awesome feast. I'm, I know Anne blogged about it. Um, we had the, the birthday of Our Lady uh, just a few days ago. And yep. via Amazon, Russell. And that wraps up my wrap-up, and that means it's Anne to talk about Matthew 1720. Pray without ceasing, fast twice a week if you can, for our fourfold intention that Bergoglio be publicly recognized and removed as anti-Pope and the whole thing be nullified, that Pope Benedict Ratzinger be publicly recognized as having been the one and only living Pope since April 2005, that anti-Pope Bergoglio repent, revert to Catholicism, die in a state of grace in the fullness of time, and someday achieve the beatific vision, and that Pope Benedict Ratzinger repent of whatever he needs to repent of, that he die in a state of grace in the fullness of time, and likewise someday achieve the beatific vision. Nothing less will do our lady of copacabana slayer of the pachamama demon pray for us amen and before we uh sign off uh nurse claire you got anything else to say don't get vaxxed don't get the <laughs> flu shot i mean don't it's get just, the flu I shot know. yeah I don't fall for any time. of it no boosters no flu shot amen great idea and uh dr beep you're not getting out of here without doing an arnold impression no no Oh, get in the gym. I don't know. I, 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 I lost it. It's, it's so, so late. I'm so tired. No, but really, guys, get in the gym, especially the dudes out there. Hit the gym, lift heavy weight, drink mm. milk, and eat meat. Don't buy into the lies. 
eat an unbalanced diet and lift heavy weight. Lift heavy Ooh. stuff. That's the way to go. Until next time, I am Super Nerd. And I'm Ann. Thanks, guys. God bless. The lung physiotherapists out there are just like, dude, that was a good one.